It is week number 11 if you are an NFL fan, and if you're like the rest of us, you're doing okay, not great, some weeks shitty, some weeks not that bad, but you're not out of it, but it's getting close. So what you need really is fantasy football now. Jeff Tito Thidoff at Thid Happens, and I'm Brady Tinker at DFW Sportsbeat. Uh, we have a brilliant show written in between. We will have some fun between us. Uh, pat ourselves on the back about a couple of players we got right, try and dodge the ones that we got wrong, and do our best to get you ready for this week. How you doing, friend? Good, brother. How you doing? Pretty damn You're good. Busy man. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. It's all you great. Lot, you got, You're all over the place on this. On this all kinds of shit. Thrilled to, thrilled to be doing stuff with DSP as you are. There's so many talented people here, and we continue to grow and get bigger and better. So um, I'm having a great time doing it. Yeah, did off the helmets this morning uh, with the wrong. So apologize for any of you who are watching with the wrong fantasy football. Now I had something else up there, a, a previous show, because I'm still getting new at changing out my graphics. We'll have to tell you that I liked it a lot better when there were just people in a room back here talking in my ear, taking care of all this shit. And all I had to do was remember what the, the backup, what the backup uh, tight end's name was. Uh, here we go. You ready? Let's do it, man. Let's start with item number one here on Fantasy Football now for week number 11. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what happened in week 10 as well. And we'll start with item number one, which are winners. I wrote down the Washington Commanders because I am damn impressed with what they are doing really across the board. It's a shit show as far as ownership goes. Uh, you've got a really hard-ass head coach who obviously motivates uh, his players and gets them to play for him. And Taylor Heineke, Robinson, Gunshot Robinson, Gibson, and McLaren are all viable, especially now, fantasy sports players. I I'm impressed. They're definitely winners, and they're not out of you know at least a, a wild-card position in the playoffs. They're not. They've got themselves right there. And Chase Young comes back now, it looks like, this week, helping that defense out. Um, they they executed a perfect game plan against Philadelphia. They they held a 40-minute, uh, 24-second to 19-36 advantage time possession. They ran the ball 49 times for 152 yards. And, and you know, right this, we talked about numerous times, but, you know, it's it's amazing how much more important it is now to run the ball hold the ball and play defense. And it's almost things have just almost changed in the last couple of years with the way the NFL had been run the last 10 years before that. I don't know if I love it or not, but from a fantasy football perspective, it has certainly made people damn near change on the fly, right? I don't think many of us came into this year thinking it's going to be a running back heavy year. There's going to be less points scored. And really, if I have more depth at running back, I'll feel more comfortable than I would if they were at wide receiver. I'm not sure many of us felt that way. I think we all wanted a running back early that was hopefully rock solid and then take chances with two or three others that might be in some sort of share situation. And, it, and it's really different. I sit in this league, you know, where I started 0-5. I'm now 4-6 and six and only two games out. Uh, and I sit here with four right. viable running backs. And I've had lots of calls. And I'm like, I think I'm going like this because people are getting hurt every day. And I'm sitting here with these four running backs with that, that maybe their ceilings aren't ultra high, you know, with Deontay Foreman, but it's pretty high, and his seat and his floor is high. So, and you know what? Now, what, given whatever everybody's scoring is a hundred points ish, somewhere around there, does it now in my league 100, 110, where it used to yeah. take 150? This year, you there's a lot of games being won between 85 and 105. Which NFL do you like better? 
from a football fan standpoint, do you like the uh, you know the the throw it all over the place and, and score a lot of points or what we're seeing now? Well, I don't think it matters. First of all, because what's happened is the athletes are getting better and better and better. And the defensive coordinators are figuring this out. And dime defenses with a shell coverage over the top with everybody looking at the quarterback is going to make it damn hard to throw 50 times and, and win. But yes, I'm a little I'm old. I'm not I'm older than you. Uh, I, I prefer some hard ass in this because you know what? It always comes down to that when we get to the playoffs, right? It isn't. 48 45 and you get the playoffs it's who's who hits the hardest who's willing to you know who's willing to tackle who's willing to establish the lines of scrimmage so i prefer it like this yep me too me too uh other winners tampa i mean their their division's almost a given so and tom hasn't been that terrible in his depression uh, I don't know that I think they're really going to get it going, but then on the other hand, I would not like to bet against them. So at this point, I would say Tampa's are win Tampa's winners because of circumstances, and I guess Tom. Yeah, they're five and five. They had the one game lead over the Falcons at four and six, and it seems like it's it's inevitable Tampa's going to win that division. It would take a lot for uh, I think for Atlanta to uh, overcome Tampa Bay. So. Get ready for the postseason with Tom Brady. But the good thing is, if you're a Brady owner or an owner of other players on Tampa's team, they are playing meaningful football in December. And a month ago, we weren't sure if that would happen. And so good if you're point, owners man. of those guys, yeah, it's it's important. And there are past years of Tom's teams where they sh- they were able to dial it back down and, and play off scenarios for fantasy yeah. players, right, a little bit too. So that won't yeah. happen. Last winter, I got his the Lions, and Dan Campbell is – Someone I got to know a little bit when he was here in Dallas is a tough son of a bitch that will motivate men. I think they're going to go get a quarterback. But you would have to say they were the interesting team coming in because their offense was great, and all of us were all over that the first four or five weeks. That petered out a little mm-hmm. bit with injuries and the fact that things people caught up to them. And then they went on a bye week, and they came back. And they're not good, but they're much better defensively than they were before the bye week. And as Gil Brandt has yelled at me about walked on a TV studio set of mine to point a finger at me, tell me I didn't know a fucking thing about coaching and asked me what the number one thing that was most important for a coach. And I said, I think adjustments. And he was really bummed out that I got that right. Um, <laughs> you had Gil Brandt F you and do that to you? That's awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not the only one. Dale Hansen's a relatively famous figure in this town, and it happened to sure. him too. Uh, so uh, I, I, I'm in pretty good company, and Gil Brandt is still – the great Gilbrand. Uh, so anyway, my point was Dan and his coaching staff have made adjustments. They're not going to win a whole lot of games, but they're more interesting. And they certainly seem to have a certain discipline about them as to how they're going to go out about playing football. So if I'm a Lions fan, I'm probably fired up. You know, they better be careful. Don't win too much. If you're one of those elite quarterbacks at the top of the draft, stop, you know, don't win too many, but, um, Jamal Williams is the guy to own in Detroit. He's got at least 11 carries in every game this season, and he has more than 12 carries in six games. Okay, so in six games, he's got more than 12 carries. Right. Uh, DeAndre Swift has 25 carries total since week one. I know he's missed time with injury, but he's still playing five games since week one. And so I gave you that more than 12 in six games. DeAndre Swift had only five games and more than 12 carries in 2021, five times in 2020. Jamal Williams is the man to own. He's got nine touchdowns this year, and that's the one the Lions trust the most. So people that own Jamal Williams are saying, but I wish he was a little niftier like Swift, that's, right? I, yeah. I wish we could I wish we could switch their psyches a little sure. bit. Sure, right, right, right. 
Uh, item number two, losers, Broncos, just for their fans, for fantasy. Russ, three and six. Fantasy fans are losers. Broncos fans have to be apoplectic, I would think, because what the fuck are we going to do? We own this shit for at least two or three more years at this exorbitant price. Yeah. And even when he puts up decent – and interestingly, a uh, little tease – I'm going to recommend that you play Russell Wilson this week as well when that comes up. So I'll I'll make an explanation. But man, I'm I feel uh whatever. I'm from Kansas City. I don't give a damn about Broncos fans. But what a bummer for them because I was certainly worried when the season began with Devontae going right. to Oakland. That looked like a pretty good team, right? right? I know the Chargers have talent frontwards and backwards, and now all of a sudden Russ is there with all those skill position players in Denver. Oh shit, we're in trouble. Only it turns out those three teams are coached like shit. And the Chiefs are fine. The Chiefs are fine, right? Uh, the Broncos, you know, it's they gave a lot of money to Russell Wilson, and it's not. I, I mean, you got to figure out at some point: is it coaching, or is it scheme and coaching, or is it the play of Russell Wilson? But they've got to figure it out. They're not firing Russell Wilson, so he's there for the long haul. So you know, Hack will be gone at some point here. New ownership coming in, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how much or if they have way overpaid for Russell Wilson. Other losers, the Bills, and that's a harsh thing to say, but at 6-3, and three, it's a surprise. The fact that their quarterback, who obviously has some sort of elbow issue, has turned the ball over nine times in the last three games, has the bloom off of his rose as far as who's MVP. The MVP's in Kansas City now, not in Buffalo. Right. Uh, and the AFC Championship game right now goes through Kansas City and not Buffalo anymore, and it's been a very abrupt change that I can still say could certainly flip the other way. If he gets healthier, I think Buffalo's a deeper team on both sides of the football. Uh, the Naheem Hines thing is kind of mystery to me. Is it that hard for him to learn this offense? I, I would have thought he'd already have an impact. You would think as well, yes. The fact that they made it a point to go out and get him at the trade deadline, you would think they would do that having a defined role in a certain comfort level. Like he's going to come in here and do this, hit the ground running. What he's What he has to do is not that complicated. And it's not much different than he was asked to do in Indy. So I'm with you. It, it seems odd to me that he has not been more involved with this offense or more successful. Uh, and the Rams are my last on the list of losers. Three and six, no running game, no real um, direction. Looks like a Super Bowl hangover. And now Cooper Cup is out. So maybe the glimmer of good news for all of you who have been stuck and you holding Allen Robinson, yeah. targets have to go up. <laughs> they go they up. have to. He yeah. has to get 10 or 11, 12 targets this week. So there you go. Take that and run with it as you will. Uh, for eight, which is a, if it's amazing with his ass, but that, but if it's eight weeks, you don't need him. If it's four weeks, maybe you're hanging on to him. If you've still got a playoff run in you. Uh, but yeah, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson scored a touchdown last week. That's someone to grab. Also. I think we those two guys one. are the yep. ones we all, uh, yep. Those two ones get most of the, um, most of the attention there from either Walford or Stafford. And Tyler Higby caught all eight of his targets last week, so another person to consider if you're streaming tight ends. Yeah, he's been very good, actually. Uh, uh, item number three, surprises. I wrote down the Colts because, I don't know, I'm not so mad, and I saw Bill Cowher is mad that Jeff Saturday got hired. Can't quite figure that one out because everyone came from somewhere, and Bill Cowher came up through the ranks and was – a pee on several places, including Kansas City, and that at age 32, three or four, something along those lines, got a job he probably shouldn't have got in Pittsburgh. And for the yeah. most part, you'd say made the most of it. But I don't really understand why he's mad. And Jeff Saturday goes out 
puts Matt Ryan back in because that's what you would do. You would put your veteran who will probably at least think the game more like you want it, right? Back in the game, Ryan runs for 38 yards. I wish I'd have seen that because he runs like you and me. Um, It looks like Taylor is healthy. I I timed it. I timed it. It took seven seconds for him to run those 39 yards. Looks like Taylor is healthy. And then Paris Campbell is real. Address any of that that you like. Yep. The, uh, with, with Paris Campbell, as long as uh, Matt Ryan's under center, I still like Paris Campbell. Uh, the, the, the only concern with being a Jonathan Taylor owner is if the Colts fall out of it and completely, you know, you might see them cut back on his workload or shut him down altogether. We'll see. Uh, as a li- lifetime Steelers, I shouldn't say lifetime, as a longtime Steelers fan, uh, I would like to ask Bill Cower, you know, how much experience did they have in TV before CBS hired him? I don't think it was much. And then you could ask him this. Why isn't he getting any better? Uh, the other <laughs> surprises uh, are, I wrote the Panthers down, led by Deontay Foreman's energy. They played yeah. pretty hard. Uh, they beat the Falcons, who was that team that, at least against the spread, you couldn't beat for the first six weeks of the season. Then I asked myself this. Are the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Titans all the same fucking team? It kind of feels that way. Uh, except for Derrick Henry and what I consider a really good coach in Tennessee, right. I see no difference. You know, uh, Deonta Foreman had 31 carries in that game. You watched that game? The, I watched I that game. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, that was like, just keep handing it to me. If you got a brain, so just keep turning around and handing it to me. The last player to have that many carries in a game for Carolina, I believe, was Nick Goins at 36. Way back, uh, Goins was a former Ohio State and Pitt product. Um, here in Central Ohio, we went to a high school here, but um, yeah, he 30, 36 for Nick Goings was the last time someone got to make. You don't see many guys getting 30 carries in a game anymore. No, and Deontay Foreman will be in more discussions. All right, here's what a lot of people want to know um, ads. Who am I adding that might be available? So some of these uh, are going to be a little deep. So bear with us. This is not this guy's going to get you 30. This is Maybe there's an upside here, and maybe there's opportunity, okay? So, obviously, Christian Watson is is an ad. Uh, he hasn't been able to catch the ball. The first 25-yarder they threw to him, he didn't catch the ball. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the Cowboys said, I don't, I don't really care how fast he is. He can't catch. And they let him score three touchdowns with single coverage with no safety help. And now, all of a sudden, Christian Watson's alive. And... So he's an ad. If he's available, which he probably is in your league, you might have to spend some money. Jeff, how much money of their remaining money are you giving them to spend on Christian Robinson, wide receiver, Green Bay? I'd spend 35% on him, I think. About 35 to 38%, somewhere in there is where I'd go with that. Um, he had like 10 catches on the season coming into the game, four for 107, three touchdowns. Most importantly, it seems like he's earned the trust of Aaron Rodgers, You know, which is exactly that, – that's the key – to any receiver in Green Bay having success is if Rodgers trusts you, that means good things are going to come your way. So I think that he's a viable ad. Obviously, he's not going to three touchdowns every week going forward, but he is their most he's their most legitimate receiving threat on that team now. Well, he's pretty damn tall. He's extraordinarily yeah. fast. Yeah. Uh, and and when you watch him, he seems to get open. He just wasn't right. catching the ball, right? Week one, he drops a 75-yarder in his hands yep. because right he's hands. five yards behind the nearest guy. Yep. I mean, there's there are something there. So was it? Uh, I, I wrote down yips. It almost looked like with the drops because you said he had ten catches. I believe that there were eight drops going yeah. into that game. So almost looked like yips, and almost looked like we watched a young man overcome the yips. Because the truth is, the one catch over the shoulder behind on the wrong shoulder oh, was, was pretty yeah. pretty damn excellent. 
So yep. Christian Watson, yes, up to 35%. Running back uh, A.J. Dillon may have gotten dropped in some leagues. They haven't run the ball very well. He's been getting six, seven carries to almost no avail, and it looks like the Cowboys woke up that entire team as A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones go for 204 between them against what people think is a pretty good Cowboy defense. So if he happens to be there, A.J. Dillon, I wrote OBJ down too. I assume with all the rhetoric going on, he's been picked up in most leagues. Right. Uh, on the other hand, a lot of us have rosters that don't have the depth to have an OBJ not playing for maybe still two or three more weeks on the roster. So is it time to pick him up if he's there? It absolutely is. He's going to, because he, he's going to go, he's not going to go to a team with a bad quarterback. He's going to go to a team to win a, win a championship. And there's not really any teams out there who have a bad quarterback. You look at Super Bowl caliber. So, it, you know, Buffalo's an option for him. Yeah. I don't think Kansas City is. Dallas obviously is a huge option. I'd love to see him go to Dallas, see what they could do there. But he's not going to go to play for John Wolford in LA. He's not going to play for Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold or uh, PJ Walker or whatever in Carolina. He's going to go to a quality team where he's got a chance to make make some noise. So yes, I, I'm grabbing OBJ and Deshaun Watson everywhere I can. Warm weather also seems to be a quiet yes. uh, yeah. thing for him as well. Elijah Mitchell, uh, I got away with this. I had him when he went on IR. I saved him. Right. When McCaffrey got there, I'm like, well, okay, maybe I can just cut him. And I cut him, and then when I when I read that he was coming into the 21-day window was going to be activated, I'm like, mm -hmm. if I'm them, I'm not giving Christian McCaffrey 27 touches a game because I'm San Francisco. I'm paying an exorbitant amount for this guy that only thing he ever does wrong is get hurt. Right. And wouldn't it be a nice tandem? And damned if I wasn't right. I, for a dollar of the yeah. five I had left, I was able to grab Elijah Mitchell the week before and 18 carries and a catch, and it, it, I think maybe I was right. Christian McCaffrey is going to play more games this year than he ever has in the NFL. Right. Because of the fact that all the injuries, no, all right. the injuries he had, it's a 17-game schedule. Carolina never goes to the playoffs with McCaffrey. So he's going to have playoffs also. This is going yeah. to be the longest season of CMC's career. San Francisco is going to be smart about this, and they're going to play Mitchell quite a bit. It's not going to be a CMC getting 80% of the touches. It's close to probably 70-30, 60-40 type thing. Yeah, well, and, and I'll tell you what, coming off that uh... – Injured list. Elijah Mitchell was fast. I mean, he looked yeah, like not Elijah Mitchell we saw at the beginning of last year. Uh, wide receiver Paris Campbell, we talked about. He's put up three or four good weeks in a row. He's a veteran. He knows how to run routes. Uh, I, I definitely would add him. Kadarius Tony is pretty obvious. If you haven't watched the Chiefs, he still hasn't put up big points, but you saw him pogo stick on one leg for five yards yes. into the end zone. Yep. Um, he is something else. So we will see. But now Juju may miss this game. So there may be more forced upon this young kid faster than I would have anticipated at all. Andy is not one to put people out there who don't understand his offense, which is about 1,230 plays long. So, But they may not have any choice this week. With Andy Reid, you're either in or you're out. There's right, no one between. Right. Like that's either you're right. going to be on the bench, not getting any touches, or you're going to be a featured part of that offense. There's none of this like, I'll put him in for 10, 12 snaps. No. Yeah. If you don't know if if he doesn't trust you, you're not on the field. Cowboys did that with Jalen Tolbert. He got eight snaps, and on one of them, he was a yard off sides. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> He's a rookie. He'll learn. Yeah, sure he will. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Uh, all right. Some names. Khalif Raymond in Detroit. Targets up. No touchdowns yet. Which, if you want the do theory, go grab me some. <laughs> 
Uh, James Mitchell's another one in Detroit. Tight end has four catches for 26 yards, but does have a touchdown. And at 6'4, 258, he sort of sounds like what the league wants. And hey. golf likes to throw to tight ends. I'm pulling shit out of my ass now, but, but no, no, James Mitchell's of- a good one. Listen, okay, I as soon as they trade Hopkins. There's a lot of people sitting here going, I, I got three open roster spots this week because these damn bye weeks, who do I pick? So that's sort of what I'm trying to do. No, yeah. So like when they traded Hawkinson, that's the name that came up for me was I, I told people, and even some of my leagues, I picked up James Mitchell in dynasty leagues and just stashed him and right. said, you know what? I think this guy's got a high ceiling because uh, the fact golf does like to throw the tight ends. Obviously, they give the tight end a big share of those targets. So I love James Mitchell. I think he's a great talent. Um, he might not. He might not be able to carry you to a championship or something like that this year. But if you're in a dynasty league, I love him like I like Isaiah Likely for um, for Baltimore. Good. Uh, tight end Logan Thomas is someone who two years ago had seven touchdowns and 800 yards. And we all were like, hmm, uh, not much last year. But he's back after missing five games this year. And they got Houston. And yep. Houston gives up everything. Yeah. So I don't hate the idea of Logan Thomas. And by the way, we've already talked about how impressed we are with this Washington team. They never give. So yeah. Logan Thomas is is an option. He is a very and if, if as long as Heineke's playing quarterback too, I love that because Heineke does like throwing the ball to Logan Thomas. I like uh, uh, Johan Dotson too. Was very hot the first. I think the first four games of the year he had four touchdowns, mm-hmm. and then he as well missed five games. So both these guys for Washington returning after five game absences. Uh, Dotson actually, I think, played last week and had one catch, but it's yeah, probably one catch of 14 yards, getting yeah. his legs back underneath him. But four TDs in the first game. And if you watched him when he was healthy in those first three or four weeks, you're like, ooh, they may have something here, right? Isn't it funny we're sitting here talking about Washington and like they may have too many weapons. We got Dotson, you got Curtis Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, uh, JD McKissick. There's a lot of, and I'm not saying they're A plus weapons, but you got some solid A minus B plus weapons on that team. Well, not to mention two, you know, B B level running backs, right? Yeah. That 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 will batter the shit out of you. I mean, yeah. it, listen, Rivera's got to be kind of happy. His pants might be oh, moving sure. a little bit. Julio Jones looked <laughs> young and fast on a whatever thirty eight yard touchdown. <laughs> I mean, he was flying. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, he's got at least another four or five quarters before he gets hurt. So right. uh, I think Tampa's off this week. Is that right? Is Tampa Tampa's off? Yeah, they week. are. Right. Yes. So you can probably get him for next to nothing, but he's got some catches in him. Yeah, I think so too. Just got, always got to watch for the expiration down. You're right. He will get hurt again soon. Sure. It's just, yeah. you hope it's at the end of the game and not the beginning of the game. You can be pretty sure it'll be soft tissue. I mentioned this guy last week and he came up uh, okay for us. Tight end Cade Otten, O-T-T-E-N. We spelled it for you last week too. Three targets, three catches. Eight for his last eight on catches. Mm-hmm. So targets and catches, eight for eight for 104 yards and a touchdown. If there was a recipe for Tom to throw you the ball, it's you're in the right spot and you catch it when I throw it to you. So I don't even have to give you any dirty looks. Cade Otten is a decent pickup. He is, especially if you're streaming tight ends like we talked about this season. That's a decent guy to look at. Not this week because Tampa's off, but I'm saying right. going forward. All right, but you can get him for nothing this week if you yep. got the room. Uh, Noah Fant in Seattle looks to be matriculating his way back to. I really thought that guy was going to be so good, uh, but his quarterback's playing very good, and they got the Raiders, the Raiders, and he's yep. looking pretty good. So I try, I'll 
I give Noah Fant a whirl. Uh, Rashawn, or is it Rashad or Rashawn? Rashad with a D. Okay, so got 22 carries last week. Fournette got 14. Is that another injury issue with Fournette? It is, but White, even before Fournette got hurt, White was getting the bulk of the carries. Now, Fournette got hurt later in the game, and that caused him to miss some time. But I think even if Fournette had played the entire game, White still would have about snapped and gotten more touches than him, which is saying something because, again, we've got Tampa playing relevant football in November. They're off this week. If you can grab him, grab him. If somebody dropped him already, go ahead and grab him out there. But it seems to me like maybe Brady and the Buccaneers like White's fresh legs a little more than Fournette's. Well, it's a step up to, I mean, this happens with kids. It looks like he's finally figured out the offense and all of his responsibilities because my friends in Tampa were like out after a week or two or three. Unimpressed, uh, seems sluggish, seems whatever, probably just thinking a lot, but looks a lot better. How about this one? Jalen Virgil in Denver uh, went to Appalachian State and his first catch in the NFL, did you see it, was a busted coverage down the sideline for 66 yards and a touchdown uh, and Jerry Judy's probably out, so whatever. I don't know. He looked pretty fast to me, and he caught it. He did, and you're talking about a guy who's a, probably the number two receiver this week in Denver then, right? So, um, yeah, certainly something to consider. Uh, Kendall Hinton is also in Denver, another guy who got some targets, five targets, four catches last week from Wake Forest. Hasn't had many chances either. Do you have an idea between the two of them, or does either one of them do anything for you in your expertise? They don't, I mean, neither one really do that much for me. If I'm in dire straits because of bye weeks, I'll grab somebody or injuries. You know, if, if you've lost Cooper Cup and get a double whammy with having a, a receiver on a bye week, you know, look that way. I think if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably go with Virgil. But, you know, you're, you're throwing a dart at either one, hoping that, that one of them ends up outshining the other by quite a bit. Traylon Burks, the rookie from Arkansas, a lot of us thought really had a real good chance. Looked really, I yeah. think what we liked is he looks like A.J. Green. Uh, right. So there, that's going to work perfect. He'll run those same routes and he'll be a beast. And he might be, but he came in fat, took him a while to get going in the offense, and then he got hurt. Uh, but six targets last week in his return from his injuries, uh, Tannehill back. Uh, if he's available, I would pick up Traylon Burks. Yeah, so would I. And these rookies, you know, they, they're playing – an NFL schedule is much different, not a lot different. It is different than the college schedule in yeah. the grind and what, how much time you put into it. Uh, so sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world to have a rookie miss a few games in the middle of the season for some re- for injury purposes. Whatever, bring it back fresh and rested. Well, and not to mention one thing I know, <clears throat> uh, unless you're that 50%, one thing we know about NFL players and kids, they want to play on Sunday. Yeah, they do. Yep. So Tra- Traylon Burks watching for five weeks probably killed him. So if it yep. didn't, then he's fatter than he was, and he may be on his way out of the league. But he was a first-round pick. I watched him in Arkansas a lot, and I have a feeling he'll grow up, especially with that head coach, right? I mean, that head coach is not yep. going to let him be less than he should be. Uh, wide receiver Nick westbrook Iken Erkin has been in the Erkin, league like three, uh, three years. I, I don't know this kid, but last week he went five for 119 <laughs> and two touchdowns. And maybe three yeah. or four weeks earlier, he got in some plays and went for two for 72. So I haven't watched, but I'm looking here saying, well, either Yak or he's just getting behind people, which doesn't really happen in this league. So Nick Westbrook, Iken. I think that um, it, that that will be a, that's a lottery ticket play again if you're really desperate. It's not somebody I want to start, but it is somebody if you're desperate in a desperate situation, somebody should certainly look at, though. Kansas City this week, this is uh, homegrown for me. Watch Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks like he's not going to play a whole bunch right now. 
Uh, so in comes uh, oh, Pacheco. Right. Uh, Pacheco, who looks like he's the feature guy. Now, all this being said, the Chiefs don't really run the football. So he right. could be the feature guy if you want to. And he might be featured for six six carries. But McKinnon is a guy that this team, when they go, we're throwing, McKinnon's in the game. And they trust McKinnon to pick up the blocks, to chip on the end if he has to. He's right. a big target. Pat, we've talked about this. Pat isn't great and or doesn't love throwing to the running backs. But McKinnon to him, when I see McKinnon, it's like, God, McKinnon's 6'3". Well, he's not. But for whatever reason, he stands tall out there. And so when he's sure. you know side, he's a target that Pat can hit. He's got 14 targets in the last two games. So specifically for this week, I like Jarek McKinnon, Kansas City. Edward Dallaire had zero carries and also only two targets. So he was not a part of the offense at all. Um, but a lot of people rushed and picked up a Checo, and this is the, the Brady tip. Now you're saying McKinnon's the one to own this week. This week, I, because I think they're going to throw the ball 50 times this week. So if they do it's that, Mc, McKinnon uh, is in the game a lot. They trust right. McKinnon. Obviously, he was huge in the playoffs last year, right? So sure. there's a trust level here for Jarek McKinnon. I'm not saying week after week because the Chiefs don't run the ball. But McKinnon's going to get six more catches this week. Uh, right. Item number five, drop the asses. Now, it has been hard for us all year to find people to genuinely drop because rosters, it's tough to keep them full with all the injuries. But I did say drop Cameron Brait, and I'm really saying that in favor of Kate Otten. But knowing Tom, he could just as easily throw four for four to Cameron Brait this week as he could to Kate Otten. I haven't laid eyes on both of them enough to say, well, Otten's much more of this than, sure. than Brait. I don't really know. Do you, do you? No, it's all about, though, they're, they're very similar. It's all about, though, who Brady feels most comfortable with, who doesn't drop the ball, and who blocks well. That's, semi-tall, that's semi-tall, tough, and white, right? <laughs> that's exactly the same right. as you and me. Uh, <laughs> now, I wrote this one down, and I sort of believe in this one. Uh, if, if in the proper situation uh, made to do this, I'm dropping Trevor Lawrence this week, right. who's on a bye. Uh, then he comes back the following week against Baltimore. That ain't going to be good either. But in week 13, they get Detroit. Right. So I, I if at this point, as a four and six team who needed something, I might drop Trevor uh -huh. Lawrence on his bye week and not worry about him against Baltimore. And if he's there in week 13 against Detroit, pick him back up. I, and it's getting late enough in the season that type of maneuver might be necessary. Right. Yeah, that's a smart play by you. And so um, the only concern with that is if you know, if, if I'm in your league and I see you do that. I might say, hell with you. I'm picking up Trevor Lawrence to screw you from getting him back. But right. it depends, I guess, on how important Trevor Lawrence is to your team. Um, you know, if if he's your starting quarterback week in, week out, that's a little different than if he's your backup quarterback. But um, Lawrence has definitely taken a step forward. I love the future for Lawrence in Jacksonville, yeah. especially, you know, when they can get um, the, the receiver from Atlanta they traded for. Who was it? The gambling guy. Yeah, um, Ridley. 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 Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Calvin Ridley next year. I definitely like the – um, the future for Trevor Lawrence, but you're right. I, I would not obviously this week be on the bye, and then against Baltimore, you're not you're not get much out of him these next two weeks. How about this one? How about Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford out at least another week? It looks like no yeah. Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson is his star receiver or the tight end, I guess. Uh, there's not much that Matthew Stafford, as eyeball it, is going to do for you that's better than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, it, it's Field? been a lost season. It's it, no, it feels much better than Stafford, yeah. I think. Um, Stafford had the remember he had the the uh, injury was it elbow or shoulder in camp, you know, coming in had him on a pitch count for a lot of camp after that procedure he had, and then now he has a concussion issue. 
at some point the Rams just might say, you know what? Our season is over. Let's start prepping for next year and shut him down. Let Wolford get out there, understand that Al Robinson was a mistake and just start getting things ready for the 2023 season. Gotcha. Um, Clyde Edwards Alaire, we just talked about. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yep. Get rid of him. Okay. Uh, how about, oh, did you hear this? I was shocked to see that Eno Benjamin mm-hmm. has been cut in Arizona. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I saw it. It was a surprise cut. They did that. They cut him and then he got picked up by the Houston Texans on waivers. But I don't know what it, Benjamin must have pissed somebody off because just a few weeks ago, he was the man there when Connor was out. He had a hundred yard game, looked great out there. You and I were noticing he was running hard. He was running yeah. angry. He was yep. he was one of the better dispositioned people on that team three weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah, uh, this something's going on. Uh, Keontae Ingram is now yep. the backup, and I mentioned him a week or two ago. Uh, is now the backup to James Conner. I don't know what that's worth, um, but anyway, uh, it, it's worth look. It's worth an ad. It's because of the fact that Conner's been, uh, you know on and off injured this whole season and he's an older guy with a lot of carries. So, you know, if you're a Connor owner, I would get Ingram. If you have a spot on your team, you can slide him in there too. And plus just like other teams, there's a chance Connor shuts it down at some point. And Ingram might be a guy in the last few weeks of the season to get a lot of, a lot good, of carries. Good point. Keonte, K-E-O-N-T-A-Y. I believe in Ingram is with an I if you're looking for him. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, tell people about BetUS. You bet. BetUS.com, the three-decade leader. Uh, their website, type in DSP125 for a 125% bonus or a 200% bonus using crypto with DSP200. You can bet uh, sports, casino, horses, uh, pop culture, all of that on BetUS.com. Again, DSP125, 125% bonus, DSP200, 200% bonus with crypto. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. There has to be a Chris Jenner bet or something there to be made. I'm, I'm sure I'm that, look, yes, there is. I'm going to look into there that. Is. I'm yes. look into that. Item number six, just flat bad. Rams, three and six, the quarterback, the running game, just no. Just, <laughs> about the just Rams no. And, and the other one that goes with it is Akers. I mean, this whole Akers thing. Yeah. They, they decide they don't like him. He doesn't like them. Achilles are tar- hard to recover from. As right. I watch – highlights of his best runs this year i'm like well he's not fast no he's not he even looks, a little bit fast and then he but he heavy. isn't powerful as well so right he's a, no he's a yeah he's a slow guy with no power no i mean either you're gonna be a fast running back or you gotta be a really strong running back and he is right. neither right if you're machine gun mike or whatever his name is in washington i get that right. i know what you're doing you're scoring in the red zone uh raiders threw 38 passes last week to five guys, two of them were running backs. So Adams got 14 targets, which he should. Uh, and now they're going to go all Cooper Cup with Adams as the Raiders. So if you got him, kudos. Probably should turn out great. I don't know what else to do with these Raiders. Yeah, you know, you see him after the game when uh, Carr is up there crying at the at the press no. conference, and then Adams. You know, both Carr and Adams both said that not everyone on the team is buying in or giving their full effort or whatever. So it's a bad situation there. Uh, Mark Davis gives gives Josh McDaniels a vote of confidence. There's, there's nothing good about the Raiders right now. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, he's going to do that because he's the one who gave him the long contract and signed him with no evidence yep. that that was going to work. Uh, item number seven, stardom. Here's what people want to know. Falcons and Bears. 
I'm saying anyone who runs the damn football, and there is a new name, start them. The Falcons and Bears run the football. It's yes. pretty much all they do. Yep. Uh, so Montgomery of the Bears, and then now Khalil Herbert is out, uh, yep. which you probably know, but I just found out. And in comes a guy named Treston, T-R-E-S-T-A-N, Ebner. Uh, help? <laughs> it's I, I, if you're starting Treston M- Ebner, I, I think your season's probably shot. I've said, right. I've said before, right, look, I, I think that the only running back worth owning in Chicago is Justin Fields. I think that's the only one you can own. Yeah. I love Montgomery. I love watching him. He plays so hard, but he you does. may be right. The yards per carry aren't very good. Uh, and then for Atlanta, Corderell Patterson is back and has been back. Not many touches last week. Uh, the rookie Tyler Algier got a lot of touches. And to be honest with you, some guy named Huntley and some guy named Avery Williams. Make sure you get Avery Williams because they also own former chief and Super Bowl champion Damian Williams, who's got a lower body injury, and that happens to him. Uh, Caleb Huntley's the running back you're referring to, and I've had him in a couple leagues, but I can't it, – it, it was hard. I, I think I cut him in one of my leagues this week just because I needed to fill a spot with somebody else, and Huntley wasn't going to crack my lineup, but – uh, the Falcons, yes, that's what they're going to do. They are going to run the ball. That's why uh, guys like Kyle Pitts have had such less value Ugh. this year because they're just not throwing the ball. Keep thinking they're going to let the kid play and move I on know. from this thing, right? Yeah. But they haven't yet. Ritter, right? Is that his name? Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Yeah, yep. so I would say Ritter's a stash because maybe I like the rookie wide receiver and I like Pitts, but I don't yeah. know. That may be a stretch. Uh, other start guys, Kenyon Drake, I'm assuming is the back for Baltimore this week. Got to give him credit. I mean, I kind of thought Kenyon Drake was done last year. Yeah. He got cut, what, midseason with the Raiders or whatever it was. And then this year he signs in Baltimore. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's just depth. But, you know, you get to Baltimore and they say you're running the ball and it does something different to people because they can run. Do you know, is Gus Edwards back this week or not? I believe Edwards is back this week. I think that okay. I don't think announced it officially, but I believe he is back this week. Um, and they've got a great matchup. You know, it's good yeah. for them. What they've got going on against uh, Carolina this week is a, is a good matchup for them. So you play either one of them then, right? You're going to get a yeah. split at best from Drake and Edwards. By the way, Carolina's run defense 4.6 yards a carry and having given up 12 rushing touchdowns yeah. gets you some Ravens running backs. Ravens <clears throat> arrow is pointed up. Russell Wilson, I have to start. And it's because he's against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've seen glimpses of him making some old rust throws. And in week number four, he had really his only good week of the year against the Raiders. He scored in in leagues that I'm around roughly 30, 32 points. So I'm I'm doing it. I'm not taking out someone great. But if no. I'm trying to decide between a couple of guys that I'm shuffling in and out of quarterback, I am playing Russell Wilson this week. Yeah, with the quarterbacks being off this week, the ones that you have, uh, if you lose your starting quarterback, and I did this in one of my leagues, in one of my leagues where I've got – um, I, I can't which quarter I've got now that was off, but I, I, I did pick up Russell Wilson though to play him, and yeah. uh, I think it's a I think he's a great filling guy. Well, and this is what you have to do now if you're desperate, like you and I both are, to try and yes. get the last spot in the playoffs. You have to make some of these moves, and you have to put some other players at risk sometimes yeah. on your roster at this point to get where you need to go. Uh, Michael Carter, is that right? Is he the the I'm charger sure. that sort of shows up? It's I don't, um, hate, I don't hate him, and I'll tell you this: I'm from Kansas City. That Charger quarterback, they throw the football against us, and they run up and down the damn football field and us via the air. Herbert so, does, yeah. And I, I like Josh Palmer, the wide receiver, more. And why, And we're not sure. And Mike was talking about the injuries a little in a few minutes here about uh, injury updates with Williams and Keenan Allen. But, right. uh, yeah, it, the, the Chargers, I, I think there's a lot of points in that Chargers-Chiefs game coming up. 
He's thrown the ball pretty willingly. I put some eyeballs on that to Michael Carter the last couple of weeks, too. He doesn't look bad. Um, let's see. James Robinson in Washington versus Houston coming off his best game as a pro. I'm definitely starting him. I think. Yeah, uh, if, you, you, if, you, if you ever – is that right? Uh, Brian Robinson. Sorry, James, Brian Robinson, Robinson. Yeah, James is the one that got traded. Or James Robinson right. and Jackson. Or That's right. That's Jackson. right. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Brian, Brian Gun, Gunshot Robinson, Washington, yes. uh, has Houston this week. Uh, also yes. playing Dalton Schultz, which I imagine you are anyway. But I'll tell sure. you what, eyeballing him, there's a sprained ACL there with a little bit of a tear in it. He, mm-hmm. he came in and out of a couple of games there for a while trying to fight through this and has just fought through this. And he loves that quarterback. Uh, he's playing really well. He's back to being what we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year, which is a top five tight end. Yep. Uh, at Minnesota, I found an interesting stat on Minnesota defending tight ends. Tight ends have caught 35 of the last 41 balls thrown their way against Minnesota. That's a great stat. Yeah, it, that's a good number. It, you know, you get, you get teams like that sometimes. You see that kind of a trend where they they don't defend a certain position group well right. in Minnesota. Right. It's tight ends. Right. Well, and Dalton Schultz is one of those guys for the most part. You're like, all right, we can live with that eight. We can live with that seven. We can, you know, they're, they're, we'll give that. But if he does it eight times, which he's very likely to do, all of a sudden you're pretty happy with those 16 points. Uh, Deontay Foreman in Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens D does give up 4.3 a carry, nine rushing touchdowns. Certainly their defense is on the rise. They're up to 12th overall in defense. Sure. So the Ravens are getting to more to where we thought they were going to be, but I'm not not starting Deontay Foreman. We watched him. 31 carries last week. Uh, he will wear their asses out. He's if he was a 10 to 12 carry kind of guy, I'd be a little worried. But because yeah. of the volume he's going to get, he might have – He might you might be looking there and say, oh, 15 carries, 32 yards. End of the game, though, he might have 30 for 100 again. So just, yeah, yeah. you ride it out with him. A lot of running, uh, running plays in that uh, Ravens. Carolina game. Matt Breida, I'm pulling this one out a little bit uh, of my pocket uh, because uh, the Lions give up 5.3 yards a carry and 15 touchdowns, which means Barkley's going to have a field day. That's the first thing it means. But on the other hand, uh, Breida got six touches last week, and Barkley is similar to Christian in that the Giants are planning on going to the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't think Barkley's getting more than 17 or 18 carries in any game because he's going to catch five swing passes too. So there's room on a pretty good team against a bad team for Breida to get eight touches, nine touches. Yeah, it's a thing where you look at this, they can run the ball well against the Lions, which uh, would seem to give Breida more touches. And the the Giants also have to have the eye on the fact it's a short week for them after Sunday because they've got the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So if I'm the Giants, I'm thinking a little bit ahead because I think we can beat the Lions regardless of how many touches Barkley gets. But I know we're not going to beat the Cowboys on Thursday if Barkley's not rested and can get the ball 25 times in that game. Very good. Uh, Greg Dolchich is my last one. I don't really know very much about this guy as much as I should. I guess I don't watch Denver on purpose. Uh, But 21 targets in the last four games. Pretty quiet last week, but I'll I'll play Greg Dolchich one more time and see. Plus, I've already recommended Russ, so that must mean that I recommend Dolchich. I've been talking about Dolchich for a few weeks now. It's somebody that I thought – was uh, you should pick up and, and keep him as a starting lineup. He, he's with once you get past those first two or three tight ends, all you want are guys that are going to get targets. And Dolch Dol- gets a lot of targets, so he's certainly uh, <laughs> high up. I'm probably hiring him the most as far as tight ends go. Anybody else I'm missing? This is what people need. They need to know who to add and who to start. Yeah, I mean, those are the big ones there. I think you need to look at uh, the situation like in um, now. I mean, if George Pickens is still out there, I would give him a hard look. I think Pickett's going to look to him quite a bit 
He is the favorite target there for him. So if Pickens is out there, they got a tough matchup this week. And um, if you're looking at like defenses, look at the weather a lot this week if you're streaming defenses because it's going to be like Green Bay on Thursday. It's going to be 25 degrees at kickoff. And so I, you know, they might put up a decent number against Tennessee. They might be able to hold Tennessee in check quite a bit, I should say, in that game. And not that you not that Buffalo is available in your league, but you know, the Bills are looking at Buffalo might get three feet of snow between Thursday and Sunday. Washington was the other team I'm streaming this week as well. And I can't yeah. even tell you off the top of my head who they're playing, but I know their disposition yeah, is Houston's pretty damn good, good right now. Houston. Yeah, Houston. Houston. There you go. So that that front four, that front seven is pretty darn good in Washington. There's momentum there, right? When yep. you watch your team run the ball as well as they're running the ball and you watch Heineke lift everybody up, that defense is motivated. I like Washington as a play this week as well on defense. Uh, item number eight, sit they asses. That's exactly how I talk. Uh, Rams running backs at New Orleans because purely for me, when the Saints go home and play in that dome, they play proud football on the defensive side. Yeah. And also the Rams suck at running. So That's I do, I, you know, I don't hate New Orleans defense and I'm definitely sitting whoever's a Rams running back because none of them are very good. You know, you, you say the New Orleans thing, and that's true. For that reason, I would sit them. But, you know, um, I don't think I would sit there. I, like I'm saying, I don't think that um, I would play the Rams against anybody. You know what I mean? So, oh, okay. I okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Uh, James Conner in Mexico. I have written down is if you have some depth at running back, um, they're going to Mexico. They're playing the 49ers. Right. Uh, who who are five and four, but are planning on being in the NFC championship game. They don't have a lot of games left to lose. Uh, I really think the 49ers are going to make it very difficult for Arizona to run the football. Plus, is Arizona's quarterback playing or not? Are we back? Are we still on Nothing's been announced on him yet. The real I, McCoy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm shocked. I'm not shocked. I'm disappointed that there's not more going on in Arizona. I thought that would get better. I'm surprised their coach is still there. Uh, item number nine, injury updates. Help me. I got Keenan Allen written down. Tell me about the Chargers okay. first. Yeah. Keenan Allen, he didn't play, uh, obviously, the last couple of weeks. Uh, Staley said that um, Allen was going to practice this week. Wait to see on that. But he said Allen has come out and said and, and that he's not going to play unless he's all the way healthy. So um, I, I think that – I don't think he'll play this week. I think that he's going to be very uh, very slow to come back until he knows he's all the way there. Allen's had so many injuries. And he's a fantasy nightmare right now. Mike Williams, uh, I think he uh, he had a high ankle sprain. And he's going to try to play. This is the fourth week, I believe, right now. I think we're on week four right now. It's supposed to be a four- to six-week injury. He's yeah. also touch and go. I think Williams wants to get back in there because of the game against the Chiefs. It's a very important game for the Chargers. I think we're more likely to see Williams than Allen, but I wouldn't be surprised if both sat. Juju uh, in Kansas City left with – was it concussion for Juju? Concussion, That's right. right. He got a hit that he probably should have got 15 yards given to him for uh, mm -hmm. pretty unprotected. But have you heard anything about Juju? Yeah, Juju's going to be it, – It's he, there's so many stuff they do down the concussion protocol. After all the Tua things, too, they take it very seriously on that. Um, yeah. I don't – I think it's going to be very tough. We'll know more probably by Friday is when we're going to know a lot more about Juju's status. He has to go through this, um, the different steps to get cleared, and it, they haven't given an update on where he's at on that. I don't think he'll play um, on Sunday night. And then uh, I'm forgetting the other fast guy in Kansas City who only can run straight, who didn't play Hardman. last week. McCole Hardman, you know anything about him? I haven't heard anything about him yet, no. But I, I think he's – I haven't heard anything say he wouldn't play, so I think he's going to be out there. Everybody at home going, isn't he the Kansas City guy? 
<laughs> yes, but I do forget shit. Uh, so, uh, Kadarius Tony stock rising. Yes, I've had yes. a couple people in yes, my league yes. call and say, what's Kadarius Tony worth? And I'm like, I don't know. Probably not as much as you want me to pay for him at, the, at this oh, point. Yes. But I need to win this week, so I'm yeah. considering it. Uh, Zeke, uh, I'm supposed to know this. One thing I know is that I reported this was a tear behind his meniscus, which, okay. depending on the severity of the tear, is can be called a sprain. But we are now three weeks in. And what he has been saying, because he practiced you know, last week. I, I, I had him in last week. He practiced Thursday and Friday. Right. And then all of a sudden on Saturday, he was like, yeah, probably right up to game time. So if you've ever had a meniscus thing, which I have, uh, the, it's behind the knee rather than in the front or on the sides. It's a right. hockey injury. Uh, and, and when that meniscus tears, if it doesn't swell and get a whole bunch of liquid back there all the time, right. it's not necessarily that bad. The first surgeon I went to see about this said, listen, all the hockey players in town are, have their meniscuses torn and no one's getting them fixed because uh, screw it. You can play without it. So what happens is, you remember, if, if you saw the, the Zeke injury, it was a hyperextension like we did when we were eight, right? You take right. this, you, you didn't have control of your body. You take this step and your leg would go the opposite direction. That's what happened. And that's what caused this little tear. So he is feeling that feeling. And I've had it. We're running up and down the basketball court, not very fast. And all of a sudden you take a little bit of a step and you feel like that colt you see on TV where you're like, whoa, where's my leg? Mrs. You know, Wiggins or whatever, right? right. From yeah, that's an old show. But anyway, so I, I I don't know. I think Zeke's playing because I can't imagine he's going to watch the team lose shockingly in Green Bay and then potentially watch them lose again to Minnesota. And all of a sudden, this season is sort of coming apart because the Giants are the week after that. Yeah. But I, I they're think... not the same team without him. Pollard's damn good, though. Brady. He is. Uh, really, the point is they, they need to be a running team. Dak right. threw the ball 46 times. The, the offensive right. coordinator should just be smacked upside the head. It's a defense function team that runs the football, and all of a sudden you threw the ball 46 times for no particular reason because the offensive coordinator will say every now and then, you know what, you got to grab me and shape me sometimes because I'd call pass on every down. I'm like, right, do you not understand the program? I, I don't get it. But But Zeke's a bigger deal than people think. Yeah, but it does also make sense though to maybe consider sitting him. Sitting him. Oh, sorry about that. Are you stopping the cat? No, I just. <laughs> um, is, it, is it possible though that uh, that maybe it makes sense to hold Zeke out to get ready for that Thursday game? Give him the extra time. The, I, I know they don't want to lose this week, but the Giants game is a much bigger game than this week. I think that you're not going to have to convince him. Uh, Zeke had missed, I believe, two games in his career right. prior to this little three-game stretch. Now, one of these one of these weeks was a bye week. Uh, if Zeke is not sure, this is Zeke. This is Zeke's yeah. decision. Uh, so I don't think anyone's going to have to hold him out. I think if he still feels weird, weird and loose, yeah. he's going to make that decision. I, I just know... At four yards a carry or whatever it is, least amount of yards per carry, et cetera, et cetera. It, yeah. It's it's something different that happens on some teams, and it almost always happens on this team. And that is yeah. kumbaya over one or two guys. We love them so much. We'll pay them until everyone in their family is rich and yeah. whether they necessarily deserve it or not. Zeke is that guy in Dallas. And he's that guy for the quarterback, and he's that yeah. guy for the head coach. 
and he's that guy. Uh, Williams or is that guy in Detroit? Yeah. The problem is they're a two-win team. I, I don't know. It's a long explanation, uh, but I don't think if you have Zeke, you're going to need to wait till game time to find right. this out. Uh, and it's three o'clock, so that gets a little. Always bit have options. Always have yeah. an option there. Always make sure you're not boxed into a corner with Zeke or any any player. Right. Jerry Judy looks like uh, he's out for a while, but they think they avoided serious injury in Denver. See, they called it a muscle strain, and mm. Hackett came out and said. He's day to day. So, but I'm with you. It sounded like when it first happened, it's like, oh, this guy's gonna miss multiple weeks. And so I don't know if they're downplaying it now or in like he really is gonna miss like a lot of time, or if they were just if they were so worried at first they put the bad the bad news was out there that it could be an extended thing. So it, like I said, the, the coach is saying he's day to day. I'm shocked after what when we first saw the injury and heard about it. It sounded like this season could almost be over for him. And now it's like, oh now you know he's day to day. So I don't know what to believe on that. There's a lot of smoke screens coming out, out of Denver on that one. Um, Chase is still on crutches in Cincinnati. So what does that mean for the rest of them? Obviously, T. Higgins is the guy. What else? Right. They want they want to throw the ball 45 times too. They do. Tyler Boyd's going to keep getting a lot of looks as well. Yeah, the Chase injury was – it sounds so bad. Hip fracture and torn labrum is what it said. So that sounds awful. Like if I get that – if, if that happens to me, they're just going to put me down in the hospital. I'm not like my wife's going to say, "Now nah, you know what? We're good. Uh, go ahead and let him go." But with Jamar Chase, they said it'd be a four to six week injury. So um, I, you know, he's he's been at the practice facility, and he is like you said, still using crutches. So it, he's not going to play this week. They're going to keep rolling with. They're going to Boyd and Higgins will both get a lot of touches. Mixon will get a lot of play. Samaje P Ryan, the backup, will get some play out of the backfield as a receiving back. But it's going to be a co- at least a couple of weeks before I think we see Jamar Chase on the field. I guess we're going to keep seeing Josh Allen. Uh, he doesn't look right. Nine turnovers in the last three games isn't right. And I almost wonder, trying to put myself in his position a little bit, if his head is spinning. You and I talked about this at the beginning of the year. When does it work right. for a team or a player where everyone says, he's MVP and his team's the best team and they're mowing through the AFC and everything goes through Buffalo in the playoffs and all of it. And and who guess who agreed? Everyone. Right. Everyone agreed, right? When does yeah. that shit work? Like, like the universe doesn't let that shit work, right? I guess. No, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, there's always something. There's always a hiccup in there somewhere. It's almost as if Bill Belichick, through those years, had his defense start slow every year, so that they just wouldn't have the anointing oil out, as Parcells used to say all the time, so that they could sneak up on you the last four weeks of the season and beat you senseless in the playoffs. Um, last one uh, we mentioned, I think already, Gus Edwards. You have a feeling Gus is playing. If he if he is, we're recommending to play both of them. This is a running back football game coming up. Yeah, John Harbaugh had come out and said that um, that Edwards was going to play this week. That's the plan. So. Okay. Uh, Drake has been great, no doubt about it. So I think yeah. both of those guys, if you have to choose one or the other, I would start Edwards. But they're both startable running backs though, this week. And item number 10, as we wrap things up, tips from the pros. That's us. Um, just the tips, sir. Just the tips. By week drops. This is one I talked about. I buried this lead a little bit with I might drop Trevor Lawrence looking at a bye week and then Baltimore sure. next week and see if I could get lucky to get him in week 13 against Detroit. Um, tight end Kate Otten. Maybe you just picked him up. It's only been seven catches in two weeks and right. they're off. You might be able to drop him and pick somebody else up. These are some things that you're going to have to do. If you're like you and I still yeah. clinging to the small hope that I get in the playoffs, you can't lose this week. And yeah, really this- that, that would be my real tip is it, if you're whatever, three or four weeks left in your season, you probably can't lose anymore. 
So week right. to week, figure out what you do to stream players, move people in and out, try and make a trade, do the proper drop ad, whatever you've got to do to win the game. And and really, NFL coaches talk about this. It's every week's a hard way, hard win, and it is in fantasy this year as well. So figure out what you have to do, even making hard decisions to win this week. Look to win this week and also keep an eye then on next week and the week after that. Be strategic when you're dropping somebody. Or if you're looking to pick somebody up, say, can this will this guy be available next week? Can I hold off on picking up this guy? Because I don't need him this week, but can I hold off on that and grab him first part of next week? But be very diligent when you look at your roster and look at the different guys that are out there. Win this week, plan to win next week. Find a way to start right now thinking about next week also. Trade deadline's coming up. If you can find trades to improve your team, if you're if you're 10-0, and 9-1, 8-2, find a way to, to, to improve your team by maybe trading for guys on bye weeks to somebody right. like who needs a win this week. You might be able to sell uh, a couple of guys and get a lot more back in return. Uh, if, if you find somebody who's desperate, it has to win this week. And last but not least, if you are in keeper leagues, and I recommend some form of keeper leagues for, yeah. for all your leagues because you have true ownership in your team even year-round, seasonally. Plus, it, it really makes trades more fun as you get to these times of the year, too. Mm-hmm. Am I trading for someone I want to keep? Uh, if you are, don't trade Deontay Foreman. Now, I've been saying this since two weeks before he got back into the game, before McCaffrey got traded. I had heard out of Carolina that they were absolutely in love with this guy. If you go and look, you might say, I'm checking Brady on this. He's 26 years old. He's been in the league five years. What the hell took so long, right? He was in Houston. He's been around. But but the upside is he's 26, and whatever it took him to get here, 26 generally is the beginning of the end for running backs. In five years, he has 331 total carries. Zeke Elliott got 351 carries his rookie year. Yeah. So this guy's had 331 total carries and put an eye on Carolina whenever you want and watch this guy because yeah. this is 1970 shit. It is keep giving it to him, keep giving it to him, keep giving it to him because he's going to beat the hell out of them. It's almost Derrick Henry, only not quite as big. Uh, 5.5 years in the league and 331 total carries. Uh, drafted in round 20. In our league. So I picked yeah. up for $33 a round 20 keeper that I firmly believe is the starting running back in Carolina next year as well. I do too. I think he's a long-term guy there. But long-term running backs, long-term means three years. I think he's the guy there with a lot of uh, tread left on those tires. I agree. And then there's my dog over here going, and you're four and six. So uh, <laughs> there's, there's no extra tuna topper coming on the top of her food for that comment. <laughs> That's all I got you. That's all I got too, bro. It was a lot of fun, man. It was fun. I'll look forward to next week. Hopefully we both win and have uh, more brilliance to talk about and we're still alive. I hate not being alive. I really do. <laughs> Thanks, Brady. We'll see you, brother. All right, pal. Talk to you later.